Are you concerned with your alcohol or drug use? Are you thinking about quitting for good and you are wondering what all this sober hype is about? Are you sober and frustrated because you continuously relapse and cannot find happiness in sobriety? Whatever the reason and wherever you are at, you have landed in the right place here at Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah and I have been sober since 2012. After many years of relapsing and alcoholic drinking, I am so grateful to have been finally relieved of the obsession to drink and freed from the bondage of self. I created this podcast out of the desire to offer you hope and inspiration by sharing my story from addiction to recovery and how I stay sober one day at a time. This podcast also features stories of others who have stayed stopped and are experiencing a satisfying life in sobriety after being addicted. Staying stopped does not have to be a battle. Sobriety does not have to be hard. Finding freedom and a new happiness is absolutely possible. You too can experience a better, more comfortable life without using drugs or alcohol. I invite you to listen to my podcast to hear these stories of hope and inspiration. Please join us in this wonderful community of support and subscribe to Sober Gratitudes on whatever podcasting platform you use. I am so glad you're here and welcome to Sober Gratitudes. Good morning. Welcome to Sober Gratitudes. My name is Sarah and I'm so grateful you're here with me today for another episode. This will be a bonus episode again on Sober Gratitudes. How are you? Well, I know I'm looking at the clock. It's only 8.15. I've been awake for a while and I've been grateful from the moment I woke up that I have no desire to drink, that I'm not hungover, that I'm not battling alcohol or battling anyone or anything. It makes for such a comfortable life. This sober life is nothing that I ever anticipated. I drank for so long. It was my my companion in life. And as most of us know, the progression of alcoholism is true. It's there. It happens. And I loved alcohol so much and it just numbed everything for me. And it made every situation more enjoyable. It gave me a break from myself. And so I would continue to live my life and my drinking continued to escalate 
very slowly, but surely. And I would go through periods of abstinence, like when I was pregnant three times and while I was nursing and I'd pick up again and why was my drinking worse? Like why I felt like I had more and more lack of control over how much I consumed and my ability to stop. So I tried lots of different ways to control my drinking or just take a break. But you know, <laughs> when I would stop, I was still the same person. I was still irritable and discontent and envious and jealous and full of self-loathing and insecure. And that progressed as well. I just got worse and worse. And so I tried to um, I wanted to feel better, so I went to therapy. I was put on medication, but I was still, I would still be drinking. So therapy and alcohol and therapy and medication, I don't think fully work if you're still drinking. That's just my, that's just my opinion. That's my experience, actually. That was my experience. I think about the years that I spent in therapy while I was drinking, and I feel like I just pissed away all the therapy. And I would take medication because doctors would say, oh, you're depressed or anxious. And then I would drink while I was taking the medication and it wouldn't work. I didn't know that drinking alcohol while on medication just dilute, kind of dil just dilutes the medications efficacy. So again, wasting so much money. And but I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And today I forgive myself for all of that. I'm just grateful that I stayed alive. That some higher being in this universe, for some reason, felt it was important that I stick around, that I don't leave, that I don't expire. And I'm so grateful that I got to a place of complete desperation because I had lost all control and that I had no ability to control my alcohol anymore, my alcohol intake. There was no one or nothing that could keep me from the obsession to drink. That was the last couple of years of my active alcoholism where I just, um, I, my liver began to uh, 
be harmed. I was harming my internal organs and it was showing up in my appearance. I, you know, have pic- I have a picture of myself out at a bar with a friend and another couple. And I remember I drank so much and I just couldn't get that same effect that I did in the past. It's just no amount of alcohol helped me. I just, and then I'd feel ashamed that I, that I couldn't control my intake, that I couldn't stop, that I had no off switch, that I didn't have like the turn off the faucet. (laughs) I just, I didn't have that mechanism in me anymore. And that's because of the progression of the disease of alcoholism. And um, I'm still an alcoholic. I will always be an alcoholic. I um, will die, hopefully a recovered alcoholic. But I don't really worry about the day that I die anymore. I think about today. And um, today I'm thinking about those of you who have a family member or friend who is in active addiction and they are at a place in their relationship with alcohol that looks a lot like what I just described in myself. And, you know, my, um, I only, confided in one person towards the very end that like I just I thought I had a problem and I couldn't control it and I and it was my husband and he's he he didn't he didn't know how much I was drinking um and he did his his best to make suggestions um he's not an alcoholic. And so if he felt he, you know, drank too much one weekend, he would just, you know, stop. He would, and he wouldn't think about it. It wouldn't, it it wouldn't be anything that he was missing or thinking about or obsessing about. For me, it would be that way. Um, but he didn't know that. He didn't know that. He knows that now. He understands things now. Um, but I thought I needed somebody to save me. Um, I thought I needed someone to throw me into a rehab. 
but it didn't happen that way. I reached a day that I was completely done. And I know that many people do not reach that day where they're just completely done. They're just constantly battling, like stopping and starting and stopping and starting and trying to control it on their own. And um, no human power could get me sober. Not my own, not my husband's, not any therapists. Um, I really just had to surrender my will over to a higher power of my understanding. And um, I'm, you know, I know so many, I've heard so many stories of over the past, you know, nine years of, of people who, you know, try to control the alcoholic in their family and they try to help them and they help them to a point of their, they just become completely um, spent themselves. They're just exhausted. And I guess what I want to say to anyone who might be in that situation is that um, that your human power cannot save your alcoholic loved one. And it's really important that you take care of yourself. And if you have children or grandchildren, you know, that you need to take care of. Um, your alcoholic family member is incapable of being the kind of person they are meant to be because they are deep in addiction. And that's all they are thinking about. And I can say that because I was once there. You know, I, all I thought about, like especially the last year or two, you know, I, I was a mother. I played that part and I fiercely loved my children, but it was the alcohol just called for me every day. And even while I was with my kids, sober, like not, you know, like not drunk, I wasn't fully present with them because I was thinking about when I would drink next. And that's what goes on with the alcoholic mind, the active alcoholic mind. Or the dry mind that has not perhaps accepted help to recover on a spiritual level. There was no pill that took away my alcoholism or made it better. What I had to do was come to a place of complete desperation and believe it for myself 
like really get honest with myself and and not have anyone tell me this but like Sarah you're an alcoholic or Sarah you're drinking too much or Sarah just you know you really you just have to stop during the week just drink on the weekends and you'll be fine like that you know people who who make suggestions without the knowledge of alcoholism itself they don't know they're they're they love their alcoholic loved one and they're doing everything in their power to to try to save them and help them they don't want to see them die but um you know it's kind of a blessing that my husband did not see the full extent of my active drinking. And I, cause I, I hid it from him. I was, I was very ashamed. I could see him control it, uh, control the way he would drink, like milk a beer, if that. And, um, and he, um, you know, it wasn't his responsibility to, um, to save me. But the fact that, um, he didn't know the full extent and he wasn't like showing like daily concern, like, <clears throat> because he, he, I, I hid it so well. So he, he, um, he would make suggestions only if I asked him and it was only a couple of times, literally like within the last month before I finally surrendered. And he told me that there was just one time he saw me like really stumbling around, um, after we got back from a party and it was soon after that, that I surrendered, um, and the fact that I was able to really <clears throat> you know, I talk about this a lot, but I I was given the gift of a dream that frightened me and that helped me to see myself from like standing outside myself, see my what I was doing to myself, like from an external, like outside perspective and I talk about this dream all the time it was such a gift that I was being submerged in a vat of liquid and I woke up in the midst of being drowned in the dream and I realized that I was draining myself in alcohol and that was it that was what finally sealed the deal for me that I was done, that I could not, that I was, every, all my attempts, all my fits and starts, all the stops and starts, everything, every which way I tried 
with, you know, therapy, with, you know, doing, you know, taking a week off and exercising a lot and focusing on other things, all that just finally just came to a screeching halt from that dream because of that dream. And I woke up realizing that I'm killing myself. I'm slowly killing myself. So as hard, hard as it must sound, um, I'm sure for some people who have loved ones who are drinking and you really are afraid because they're not able to control things and they're not being the kind of person you need them to be, it's because they're very sick. They're really sick. And there's nothing, there's no human power that can make an alcoholic, an active alcoholic who's so sick in their addiction. There's nothing any human power can do to keep them from their disease, except something that happens for them you know if i don't know if if like my husband if he knew about my drinking and if it really started to impact other things in our lives like um maybe like oh god you know like if if i harmed my one of my children accidentally, you know, in in a blackout or brownout, you know, would he have left me? Would that have gotten me sober? I don't know. But um, I know a lot of people who lost a lot because their relatives, their, their spouses, their, you know, parents or, or siblings or children or grandchildren <clears throat> decided, you know, I, we need to take care of ourselves. We can't fix you. So we need to, we need to focus on living and focusing, focus on caring for the people in our lives that are, who are not very sick in their addiction or even modern, just sick in their addiction. And then, and then see what happens to your alcoholic loved one when you start to focus on yourself and caring for yourself because you can't get them sober. No human power. So I I um added this bonus episode in season three because just interestingly, I've been I've had a lot of people reach out to me lately. <laughs> There's no coincidences, I really feel I really believe it, you know, who have who are struggling because 
not because they're alcoholic, but because a loved one of theirs is alcoholic and they don't know what to do. And, um, you know, there's a lot of programs that help, um, people who have an, um, a really sick, addicted family member. Um, there are programs for both the alcoholic and the family members of the alcoholic. So in my opinion, I feel those are helpful programs. So that's all I've got for today. I, I am sending this to you all with love and compassion and understanding and hope for you that you can let go, let go of that really hard task of trying to control somebody else with the best intentions, right? I have, but I want, I love them. I want them to get sober. I'm telling them what they can do. Your intentions are beautiful and loving, but again, no human power. No human power got me sober. And anyone who I know is an alcoholic, I can't get them sober. What, what fact of the matter is I don't do anyone's inventory. Meaning I don't judge when I see people drinking like, okay, so people drink, you know, but um, it's only the alcoholic in my experience that can 100% confidently get honest with himself and say, I have a problem and I need to get help and accept help. So I hope this helped you and I hope you have a beautiful day and I'm working on the next couple of episodes for this season. Um, and it's going to come when it's supposed to come. <laughs> In the meantime, I will continue to bring to you um, thoughts of mine about addiction and recovery um, as they pop up. And that's what happened for me this morning. So I hope this helped you. Thank you. And I hope, I hope you subscribe to my podcast. You can go to my Instagram account, sober gratitudes it's sober underscore an underscore gratitudes podcast and um there is a link it's a link tree link and it will bring you to all the different podcasting platforms that you can listen to my podcast on so please subscribe and let me know what you think um, when reviews are posted when you subscribe, it actually circulates this podcast um, so that people can find it more easily. So we don't know who out, who's out there who may need to hear what I just shared. Um, so I appreciate your help. Thank you so much. And... I'm going to wrap it up. I promise it's over. I'm done with 
this episode. I love you all. Sober Gratitudes is a podcast dedicated to spreading the hope in recovery from addiction. It is an inclusive show that does not promote or represent any recovery program. When my guests and I discuss what keeps us sober, we are referring to our own unique experiences. Our goal is to encourage and give hope to those who are struggling and need support.